Welcome to the Love Big, Love Wide podcast. Love big for your purpose and love wide to accept and connect with those around you. And today we're going to focus on vulnerability and what that looks like from a male perspective. I'm going to have my buddy, my brother, my colleague, Daniel Verdugo with me. And we're going to, we're going to dive into what it looks like to be vulnerable and how we connect with people and vulnerability with those around us. And if you're a first-time listener, if you've listened several times, thank you for being part of the Love Big, Love Wide movement. And thank you for just listening. And I hope that you're encouraged by um, this podcast and the real-life perspective we bring in, in relationships and how we navigate those. You can follow me uh, on Instagram at Jeff underscore Ortiz underscore LBLW for Love Big, Love Wide. Um, I, I put a lot of content out, positivity content and, you know, relational content and share my life and, uh, you know, just being connected and, and hoping that I inspire and encourage you to be the best version of you possible and whatever that looks like, whatever, you know, direction that looks like. So um, here we go. Sharing about vulnerability in relationships with my brother, Daniel Verdugo. Enjoy. All right, everybody. I got Mr. Daniel Verdugo. What up? Associate marriage and family therapist with Renovari Counseling joining me today. We are going to talk. We're going to talk about relationships and vulnerability, and what that looks like from a male perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know, I'm going to sh- obviously share from some of my past history, but also with in working with clients or just talking to friends. You know what what that looks like, the male perspective of vulnerability, and um, I, I think you know, Dr. Brene Brown talks so much about vulnerability and and what it looks like, and you know, it, it's it's not something that we're born to be vulnerable, right? Yep. We learn a lot about ourselves through life, through experience, and we learn by watching. We learn by watching our parents. We learn by watching our friends. We learn by watching our friends' parents. And, you know, it's, it's, we pick up those behaviors, those tendencies. And I'll be honest, I didn't, I didn't experience a lot of vulnerability in sharing my thoughts Mm -hmm. and, and what, you know, what was going on in my life. And that took, that was a process. Yeah. And so, as we unravel this and we kind of just have a conversation about it, we'd love to get your feedback. If you want to email, email me. Um, you can email me at lblwguy at gmail.com. You know, any thoughts, any questions, anything you wanted to elaborate on? And uh, we go from there. If but it's something negative, we've thrown it away. If it's negative, <laughs> we, we like constructive feedback. We, we, I guess. <laughs> hey, we... Not everybody's a, <laughs> not everybody's a supporter of everything, you know. I think that's that's what makes it beautiful, Absolutely. right? The, Absolutely. And that's what's so beautiful about relationships: mm-hmm. two individuals coming together to do life together. Yep. But their parents were different than your parents, and yep. maybe they didn't even have two parents. Maybe they have one parent, mm-hmm. or maybe they're raised by their grandparents, or maybe they're raised by uh, a foster care system. Yeah. Right. But they have this longing to have a companion and to do life with a significant other. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to make it work. 
as best right. as they can. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I know, I mean, I, I've talked about it plenty of times, but I, you know, I've been in a marriage, a failed marriage before. Yeah. And, but I learned a lot from that failure. Yeah. That, that failure like propelled me to do a lot of inner, uh, inner soul work mm-hmm. and really kind of dive into how did I get to that place? Exactly. And what makes me me and why do I do what I do? And so all those things that come up. And so, you know, being remarried now for going on almost nine years Hell, yeah. in relationship for 11. I know you, you, we share that together, right? Yeah. You're in relationship for 11 years, right? Me? No, it'll yeah. be, uh, we're nine officially. It'll be 10 okay. next March. Yeah. 10 years. Wow. That, I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. And sharing our life with somebody for that amount of time, you know, there's got to be some vulnerability in there, exactly. especially with a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Right. And so, Daniel, talk to me. What What's your experience with the relationships and, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's personal or whether it's talking to friends or family or, you know, even in the line of work that we're in? What, what when you the word vulnerability is thrown out, mm-hmm. what comes to mind? It's I mean, vulnerability, like you're saying, beautifully right now it, it's a scary place especially you know depending how you grew up which everyone is different when it comes to that moment where maybe you're you really need to get something off your chest whether it's with your partner your good friends a colleague at work a boss whoever there is that you know depending your experience you know at a young age most of the times it's really that thought in the back of your mind where is this person going to receive what i have to say you know a lot of times it's, you know, people mention like, say they're in their, they're adults, but then they think back like, man, when I try to talk to my mom or dad, for example, you know, they just told me to get over it. Mm. And they just told, they just ignored it, pushed aside, or, you know, I had bosses the same way. So that automatically sets the tone as, you know, as they continue to go through life, that vulnerability, the, 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 the moment of trying to maybe give that another shot is less and less each time because it's you're taking so many hits no one's hearing you out yeah. which makes sense like you know if you have bad a bad experience being vulnerable mm-hmm. why do you want to go through that again because it's not fun personal experience yeah. professional experience i've i've opened my heart to family members friends bosses um and colleagues that i work with um and it's just kind of ignored and you know and in the moment i'm like dang man like i really tried to to open myself up and you just shot me down. And it's, mm-hmm. it's fair to say that it's not the best feeling in the world. Exactly. It's like the rejection, right? Exactly. Re- being rejected is not a good feeling. And I can identify with that growing up, you know, the overweight kid looking different yeah. and, you know, struggling at home and then school, it's like, you know, why would I want to put myself out there like exactly. that? I, I wanted to deep sure. down inside my, that's my authentic self really wanted to put myself out there to make yeah. connection with people. But when, you know, there's a lot of hurting kids out there and mm-hmm. young adults growing up. Mm-hmm. They're hurting. They're going to project onto you know, to me yeah. in particular. And so then I, you like, like you said, I started retracting and, yeah. you know, suppressing and the, the rejection just became too much. And mm-hmm. then I started developing belief systems about myself that mm-hmm. I wasn't good enough or I would never amount to anything or mm-hmm. I, you know, education would always be difficult for me because of my learning disabilities. And it's like, you know, I believe those things about mm-hmm. myself, but here I am having graduated my master's is like that, that that's an incongruent way of thinking yeah. because I've been able to do it and overcome those things. And so to be vulnerable, it sounds, you know, there's like this sense of 
being okay, like an acceptance portion of being okay with who we are. And that's what I talk about. Love big for your purpose, Absolutely. love wide to accept and connect the things about yourself or other people yeah. that will help you connect with them, right? Mm-hmm. And connect with the world, connect with yourself. And so, you know, there's this acceptance that we have to, you know, I believe we have to get to, to understand like, what do we bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you bring to the table as a boyfriend or a therapist yeah. or, you know, a great friend, yeah. you know, whatever it may be, whatever aspect that you are, you know, venturing in your life, mm-hmm. what do you bring to the table and having confidence in doing that. And I think it's in that confidence that allows us to step and lean more into vulnerability. Exactly. You see, I, I can, now I recognize I can be vulnerable, like sharing my story mm-hmm. and people can give me negative feedback, yeah. can be critical of it. Which is stupid because <laughs> I'm your boy, so I'm going to say the, that. <laughs> but I, but they're, they're allowed to. Yeah, right? exactly. They're entitled to their own opinion. Right. And, 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 you know, what I've learned is that when when it comes to, you know, when I'm vulnerable mm-hmm. and then they come back critical, uh, chances are it kind of maybe my story touched on something, some sort of wound in their past, exactly. something that that they, you know, have not reconciled with. Sure. And so I... I I think that's the empathetic ear in which I listen with is mm-hmm. it's like, okay, instead of being reactive and, you know, being emotional about it, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion yeah. and, and I totally understand it, but it, the vulnerability to understand ourselves, mm-hmm. to, to understand, like, you know, <laughs> if my mom, if my mom, my wife looks at me a certain way, uh-huh. it reminds me of maybe my mom or yeah. a teacher I had that kind of looked at me like a, you know, I was, I was in trouble again or the principal or whatever it was. And so they look at me and I'm like, why do they look at me like that? Right. <laughs> but it now I'm just like, oh, instead of taking it personal, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it from the perspective. I'm like, what's going on? What, what's going on with them? Which is not easy to do at it, all. To differentiate the two. No, not at all. Because if we have that immediate link to like any sort of criticism in the past or somebody coming down on us. And then we see the same face, it's going to automatically trigger, right? Mm-hmm. We have that physical response. And then we're like, oh, we're, yeah. link- we're going in our file system of our brains. And like, yeah. wait, where's that link to? Because oh, in, the, in that moment, you don't see just your wife. You see your mom. You see your teacher. You, you're familiar with that look like, oh, my gosh, I know what happens after that, after I see that face. When really, it might not be the case if you're looking exactly. at your wife and you're experiencing that. So just just like you're saying. So how do, how do we differentiate that? Like, how do how do we make that? you know, clearly identify that that's where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And then how do we differentiate? So we don't react. So we don't look at that, you know, our wife or our significant other that we love and care about. Mm-hmm. And though we may make a mental connection, we don't make the same emotional connection. Yeah. How- I think especially with, if we're, if we're talking spouses and with wives and that type of situation, you know, whether or not say you did react, like your wife said mm-hmm. something or your wife made a face that, that triggered you, that made you think of, you know, old things you used to experience and didn't put you in the best emotional place or where mental place, whatever, sure. whatever you, um, is to your situation. Um, even if it goes bad and it turns into, you know, a fight and eventually at some point, if you're able to have a conversation, you know, come back and, you know, repair, like we talk about in therapy, um, 
you know, you're on that type of level in your relationship, really sharing that. And hopefully if it's safe and you're able to be vulnerable, kind of yeah. like what we're talking, yeah. just, just giving your partner, say your spouse, your wife in that example, you know, I apologize for lashing back out, you know, the face that you made or what you said, I, you know, because of this situation that I've seen and what I've experienced, you know, when you said this to me, when you made that face to me, mm-hmm. it took me back there mm-hmm. and it's, it wasn't you in that situation, you know, that was, that was me, but I do apologize that I escalated it and made it worse. And hopefully, you know, your partner's hearing this. It's not so much they're, they're thinking of an, uh, of something to come back with and defend. They're truly listening. And this can go for spouses and parents to child, child to parent, whatever the case may be, but uh, well, mostly parent to child. We don't want the child doing that back to them, right, right. but really kind of finding listening to to what the the partner has to say and and understanding like okay not so much i gotta walk on eggshells with them for the rest of our relationship Mm -hmm. but i understand like you know that's what he was used to he or she was used to and and we had that discussion and it made you closer and if anything you learn something from each other Mm -hmm. but it's not just like it's a one conversation thing and it's done that takes practice you know on both sides and understanding both of your roles in that situation. Mm-hmm. So really continuing to like, it's now that it's out in the open and you have that conversation, making that effort where it's like, say it happens again and your wife makes that face and maybe she's more aware of it that time. And you're more aware of it. Cause like, Oh wait, we talked about this. And it's almost like you can start talking about that now mm-hmm. and be like, Oh, okay. Did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. That, but I'm okay. I appreciate you checking in. Yeah. And, but that's a, that's a process in itself. I hope I made sense with no, yeah. what I was so, saying. So is she allowed to make that face or can she not make that face? Sure. I mean, cause you yeah. can't, you can't say like, you know, every time you make that face, I think of my mom was like, dude, this is my face. Like, I'm sorry. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe, right. I, yeah. Like when I get annoyed right. at you, it's going to yeah. come out and okay. I apologize. Like I, I, you can't, we can't force our partners. Like every time you put that one eyebrow up, I'm scared. Exactly. But it's, okay. but it's understanding like, you know, especially in that first moment, like it took me back to my bad moments with my mom, mm-hmm. my bad moments mm-hmm. with my teacher. Mm-hmm. And you as you know, receiving that, say you, you experience that face, giving your wife and your partner a little credit as well. Cause she's a human. Yeah. She's, she's got emotions herself. She is entitled to that and feeling upset or whatever's going on right. and giving her that credit too. Yep. You yeah. have to kind of have both sides of credit. You can't just automatically, have her be the one like, okay, I can't move my eyebrow this way because otherwise Jeff's going to get really sad or upset because otherwise that's not healthy and it's doing a disservice to growth in a relationship. Right. When I'm working on couples, one of the things I I talk about is just owning your side of the street, right? So owning your part. And so whatever that looks like. Exactly. You know, so if, if I'm having an emotional reaction to something that I see physically in my partner, then that's something that I need to work on, yeah. right? Because that's why I asked, is it okay that she- Or at least recognize, that? recognize it. Too. Right, to recognize and then take the steps necessary to own whatever part I need to own. Mm-hmm. That way it allows me to desensitize to that face. Yeah. So then I'm no longer reacting. I'm, yeah. I'm recognizing, I'm, I'm more observing. Yeah. And I'm saying, oh, her face. I'm not taking it personal anymore. No. I'm just looking at it like, oh, she has that face. Okay, wh- where's that coming from? Or she has that tone of voice, or she has that, you know, all the yeah. things that used to trigger me, you know, taking a step back and then observe now. Mm-hmm. And when I observe, the world slows down. Exactly. Right? I'm not I'm not pumped up with you know all the chemicals that make me get fired up and yeah. want to fight and and 
defend myself. Exactly. Now I'm at a place where I'm trying to understand mm-hmm. and create an environment that allows me to understand my wife better mm-hmm. and, you know, understand my kids better, mm-hmm. understand, you know, who, whoever lives in my house better yeah. or whatever community I'm in or yeah. wherever I'm working. I mean, places of employment, we have all kinds of different Absolutely. personalities, right? Absolutely. And so I don't care what profession you're in. I'm not even talking about therapy. Look at let's let's just forget that one. Yeah. Just you know, construction work. Yeah. Clerical work. Yeah. You know, um, administrative work. You know, working in, in um, healthcare. You know, medical facilities. Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of different personalities. There's relationships and personalities everywhere. Everywhere. So <laughs> I mean, even let's step out of the significant other romantic relationships. You know, we can get triggered by different types of people. Sure. <laughs> one person could look like and even act like. That, that guy or girl that used to bully us in high school. Yeah. Right. And so then we're like, oh, I don't, I don't automatically like build the walls and I'm not going there. I'm not talking to them. That's, uh, nope, nope. I'm right? not even going to bother with that. Right. They remind I, me of so and so. Exactly. So, how, like, how do we help that individual? Like, in the process of, of, you know, exploring who they are and how they connect with the world, how did, what advice can you give that, that individual that, is triggered by that individual, that other person that looks and sounds like, you know, that villain, maybe back, quote unquote, villain back sure. in their, their high school years, or maybe even their, you know, earlier years, or maybe, shoot, maybe even six months ago, right? that exactly. somebody that hurt them. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's different for everyone, you yeah. know, if we're talking therapy or not, it's, but it's really kind of like what you were already saying, taking a step back and, you know, especially a work environment and, you're seeing certain people more often than you see your family yeah. and your friends. You know, I I believe it's valuable to really take that step back and understand why you get in a you go mentally in a certain place or emotionally in a certain place because you shouldn't have to experience an unhealthy work environment. You know, mm-hmm. even if even if the person that you work with you don't get along with them and it just you just it doesn't click, which is okay that's where boundaries come in. That's where it's like, you know, we just don't work. We, we can handle business. We can be adults and do our thing. But aside from that, I'm going to stay on my side. You stay on your side, which is right. perfectly fine and healthy. Right. But if it's really maybe say it's just someone's trying to genuinely work with you, but they have their moments of they show they show flashes of maybe a, a dad that you didn't get along with mm-hmm. or a mom, mm-hmm. um, friend, relationship that you have bad experience with. And you automatically label them like, they're a bad person. I, I can't, I know what that is exactly. Mm-hmm. That's kind of unfair, my opinion, because you need, not everyone's different. Yeah. People have the same characteristics and same, same shades some of, of, you know, maybe who you've experienced with, but sure. taking that step back and understanding like, you know, yeah, they, he does get upset. Like my, like my dad used to get upset, but mm-hmm. you know, he is, I wonder is that more so like me? Am I just like staying? Mm-hmm. I'm, am I putting up that wall automatically or am I not giving it that chance? And I'm just throwing like just random, you know, thoughts out into yeah. the air. Every, everyone is different, but really just sitting with it and taking into account, like it, you can, you can get along with this person. Right, right. You can try to establish a relationship. doesn't have to be personal. doesn't have to be, you got to be best friends, but you know, Keep in mind, like, if you see, like, every time someone raises their voice and you're just automatically cutting them off, that, that's sometimes not the best way to mm. go. That's a hard life to live. Mm-hmm. If someone gets mad at you and you automatically just 
assume they're bad because again like your wife when we were talking about yeah. they have emotions too yeah they handle things a certain way mm-hmm. but you know we can we can maneuver and understand them a little bit better mm-hmm. if that makes sense no it that. does yeah. it does and i think being able to um be empathetic with people and yes. really connect with them and try to understand where they're coming from yes you know instead of instead of reacting and and really responding and taking that step step back of really observing the situation and, you know, identify what comes up for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I know this is something that Chris has taught me, like what comes up for, for me when I hear somebody raise their voice, well, it used to be this, but now it's this, right. But it's being able to, to differentiate the two and desensitize to somebody getting excited, not taking on the energy because there's a lot of energy Mm -hmm. from somebody who's, you know, getting really excited and getting upset or they're getting loud or being aggressive. Right. And so in relation to vulnerability, like what does that look like? And so vulnerability is not taking on somebody's issue. That that is not what vulnerability is. It's actually being able to to set a boundary Mm -hmm. and not take that on and, and recognizing, okay, this is what I can this is what I can tolerate. This is what I can handle. This is what I want to tolerate. This exactly. is what I want to handle. And, you know, this, I always talk about, you know, the stronger the projection, mm-hmm. the stronger the boundary, mm-hmm. right? It could be a loose boundary as long as the projection is not very loose. Sure. I mean, not very strong. Yeah. But the stronger that projection, then the boundary has, has to be just as strong. Yeah. And, you know, what does that look like? Well, maybe you just, you know, you don't talk to somebody as often. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you tell them up front, hey, look, I'm not comfortable with, you know, X, Y, and Z, yeah. uh, wh- whatever it is. But you are empowering yourself and you're in, in doing that, you're being vulnerable. Yeah. Because you're you're now saying that, hey, this is not OK. And this is where I'm going to set the boundary. Definitely. And like, it, I mean, the best way I could really think of it is an example of like when I when I worked with um, <laughs> older older gentlemen um, in a handyman field, my job, one of my jobs that, you know, I dabble in still today, you know, working with them and they're all years of experience being handyman. I wasn't, I was very green to, you know, handling tools, everything like that. And my experience with, um, you know, some uncles, grandparents and grandfathers and stuff. My grandpa, for example, the Jamie Garcia, I love him. You know, there was times where he would get, I get in the way mm-hmm. and, you know, I was the best flashlight holder. You yeah. know, he, he would just like, oh, I'll take care of it. He need to handle it. So I was always scared of going into that realm and, and trying to, you know, learn something. When I started working with the guys um, is in this handyman setting and they would get frustrated and they want to just take care of it, handle themselves. I would have those moments of like, great, here we go all over again. And I'm like 19 and mm-hmm. this, you know, those stuff that happened when I was five, for me, though, it took me literally, like I'm saying, a minute to step back and be like, you know what, though? What if instead of me shutting down, instead of me getting discouraged, I, you know, took it in, understand that this is how they reacted. Mm-hmm. They're they're of a different generation than me. Then yeah. they know they process things different than me, which is totally OK. Mm-hmm. Let me understand what I might have did wrong. Ask questions learn from it not just like let them handle it and and me do that same cycle of like letting my grandpa just take care of it right being able to go okay i did mess that up i'm sorry what what was it though can i can i learn from this can i can i pick their brain Mm -hmm. and then slowly but surely working with them for a few years you know 
I'm in that rhythm with them where they know very easily they can just start talking to me and teaching me. Yeah. And, you know, through that, I've, I've gained confidence. I've had a better, I have a great relationship with all the guys that I work with. And these are all men 50 years and 50 years and up, mm-hmm. you know, we're generation gap right there. Yeah. And just, and just giving myself that shot of, you know, not every older adult or, you know, my grandfather's age is just going to shut me down and, you know, discourage me. Mind you, my grandpa did it. But, you know, I was spoiled by how much he knew. So I'd be like, fine, it's just easier that he takes care of it. But now that I'm really trying to better myself and be handier with tools and everything, I want a different approach. I don't want to just be spoiled in that sense where, you know, I'm just going to let an older adult take care of it. Let me let me try to go out of my comfort zone, which isn't easy to do Mm -hmm. and just really learn. And if anything, you know, I'm bonding with a different generation. I'm, I'm learning because they have knowledge. They got yeah. wisdom. So why wouldn't I want to take that in? Yeah. And I, I think it's important, too. It sounds like you probably showed them respect. Yes. Respect that they, hey, they have this wisdom. They have this knowledge. I'm going to be a sponge. I'm going to sit there. They and, have their personalities, too. Well, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, when you started to sharing your story, it brought me back to when I was an apprentice in the HVAC company. And yeah. thinking about some of the guys that I, the old school guys that I worked with. Yeah. I mean, there was a guy I worked with. We, we worked at LA City Hall. That was like one of the first jobs that mm-hmm. I started on back when I was 22 or three. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> honestly, we we wouldn't talk. We worked side by side with each other. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't talk until probably like the first break at like 9.15. We started at six. Oh, wow. And it and I'm like, man, because I could like, I, you know, sometimes he had a bad night the yeah. night before. He just was not in a good mood. Uh-huh. And, and I remember uh-huh. him telling me one time, he's like, I don't know if you know, but I, I didn't really. I'm not having a good day. <laughs> I'm like, like, no. Like, yeah, exactly. I think when you kicked a toolbox, I might have told me something bad. But, it, but I, I, I would watch him. I watch yeah. how he prepared his tools, yeah. how they put them on the cart. Mm-hmm. I watch everything. And then once I watched exactly how he did it, because a lot of everybody, a lot of people are creatures of habit. Yeah. So when, once I saw how he did it. Then I would just say, hey, would you like me to load your cart? I'll load it just like you do. Yeah. And I would load it just like he did. I would yeah. not change anything. I would not try to make it my own. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that's a sign of respect of showing, hey, look, I'm going to care for your tools. I'm going to you know, do do it the way you do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to try to like, I'm going to vibe off you and I'm not going to try to push you and no. talk, get to talk to you, no. you know, and I'm just going to let you be mm-hmm. like if you're having a if you're having a bad time, that's I can't control yeah. that. Right. And so vulnerability doesn't try to control no you know it's not trying to enforce my ideas or my perspective or what i want you to conform to Mm -hmm. because i'm uncomfortable with it and i think that's a you know coming to a place of recognizing you know i am uncomfortable with it Mm -hmm. you know i was uncomfortable with that part and and realizing okay what can i do to really influence the situation Mm -hmm. well i know i cannot escalate it by you know just going with the flow and see you know what what happens mm-hmm. from it and you know it, but that i think that's a sign of re- with men it's a sign of respect like okay i'm not gonna push you like yeah. i'm here like i i'm available yeah but i'm not gonna try to tell you what to do no. and men but men we want to fix everything sure. right yeah. and, and with relationship tools mm-hmm. you know equipment we want to fix it yeah. um it, it's it's one of those things where that I think that's what makes relationships kind of challenging, especially <laughs> especially with with you know I gotta say with my wife and you know and you, I just females like in general because they don't want us to fix it. Yeah, they want us to hear them, and I'm like, 
Just listen, stupid. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, but if you, if we did this different, this different, this different, this different. And so like, I make notes, but it don't, I, I never bring them up because I know it's not good. She, she just wants to, she wants me to hear her out. Yeah. She wants me to hear how she feels. She wants yeah. me to hear about frustration. You know, that, that I'm going to be honest, that took me a while to figure out, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, and, I just want to talk crap about, about my coworker. Don't give me solutions. <laughs> just let me talk crap. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like, but if you did this, you wouldn't have the crap to talk about. But I don't care about now that. I'm mad at you. Shut up. <laughs> you know, and I think that's one of the things that we laugh about it now. But in the situation, it's exactly. like, you know, it coming from where I came from, I'm like, well, you just do this and you'll be OK. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, no, that's not so, man, that's not, you know, that's not what they want from mm-hmm. it. They want to they want to be heard. Yeah. They want to be valued. They want to be you know shown love. And that's it. They're not asking us to fix it. They're not asking us to to fix them, fix their situation. They just want to be heard. And that, that's what I love about women is that they can talk, 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 and they feel so much better. And mm-hmm. I've learned to do that. Like, I just need to, to vent. I need to have a, a yes. place where I can, you know, let some thoughts out and not project on her, yes. but let some thoughts out and just allow her to hear me out. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I can see why that'd be, you know, a crappy situation. Exactly. And go from there. And like to the men, like, you know, of course, having a good physique is attractive, having, you know, good job, good credit, all that. But you know what's truly sexy is listening. Right. Listening is very sexy. It's attractive. And not like this will get you women. I'm not saying it like that. But, you know, whether you're trying to establish a relationship with a partner or trying to better your your bond with your wife, your spouse, your husband, whoever, you know, to, to each his own for men, if we're speaking on that, just having, just sitting there and mm-hmm. listening, acknowledging, mirroring it back, mm-hmm. empathizing, kind of just doing that couple's talk, which isn't easy to do if you don't know about it, yeah. but listening and, you know, if they want that suggestion, like, what do you think I should do? Mm-hmm. That's the invite right there. But sometimes just to come home and let them talk, let them like get rid of all that, that weight, everything that was pissing them off during the day. You just sit there and agree, actually listen, not like watch the TV behind her, but like, yeah, make, no, make, no TV like, like, like make that eye contact <laughs> yeah, and like no stay present. Don't yeah. don't daydream. Don't think of, you know, later on fun activities as a husband and wife, whatever the case. Yeah. Just listen. Listening is super attractive from what I hear and from what I believe in, to be honest. Ironic that like listening is attractive mm-hmm. because everyone wants to be heard, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, everyone wants to get their point across. Everybody wants to tell you what they think and how they feel and, yeah. you know, that that sort of thing. And, you know, listening can be, is a virtue, yeah. right? Being able to be patient is is a virtue mm-hmm. in, in any process that you're going through because in listening, like you talked about, it's, it's sexy because you are – connecting mm-hmm. on a deep level. So it's not surface. It's yeah. like, there's a lot of, yeah. you know, the intimacy, it could be, exactly. it, it doesn't have to be sexual. It could be, you know, emotional and relational yeah. and getting to a place where, you know, we are connecting and being heard exactly. and, you know, growing up and, and playing sports in the locker room and that sort of thing. There's no, there's not that vulnerability in there. Yeah. Right. That, you know, we can talk to guys one-on-one mm-hmm. every once in a while, but there wasn't like we weren't sitting around a bonfire and, you know, talking about our our life and our experiences. And we're not trying to connect about what we're feeling yeah. you know, emotionally. It's just like we're playing, you know, messing around locker room and talking about this yeah. and talking about that. It's interesting, though, because like in a sports setting like football, for example, like the the it's it's almost it's crazy how easy it's OK to, you know, hold a brother's hand walking out into the field and saying, I love you. I die for you. Like saying deep, right. really intimate things. But like, you know. 
if the helmet's not on, if the pads aren't on, then then uh, hey, we don't we're not really doing that. It's so like the heat and passion. Yeah, and we, can, that, we can do it's it. It's really like ignited right there. It's like right. I love you. Right. And but of course we're not gonna talk about our feelings. Maybe maybe yeah. some some people don't. But it's just crazy how like what sports can do in that type of world itself. Because it it does connect us. It does bond us. Mm-hmm. Right. And on the playing field, like there's a natural quote unquote enemy, the other team. Yeah. We want to win. Yeah. And so we're we're going out together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a band of brothers and we're going to, we're going to do our best uh-huh. and we want to win. We come come out victorious, but what about on the other side when the lights are off yeah. and we're not in the practice field yeah. and we're not in the weight room, mm-hmm. you know, and then we're, we're just in our rooms and we're living with, okay, how do we identify? Do we mm-hmm. identify just as a football player mm-hmm. and this is who I am? And it gets back to like who we are. Yeah. Right. And so to be vulnerable, we have to really understand who we are and what we bring to the table and yeah. what, what that looks like. And, I always say it's not about what you do. Yeah. You know, what you do should be a reflection of who you are. And I think that's why, you know, God, you know, told me, hey, you're going to be a therapist. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, no, are you serious? Like, he's like, and then, you know, I'm going through a divorce and I'm reading these marriage books. And I'm like, you want me to give marriage advice? Yeah. And relationship like, advice? I don't know, God. Did you just see what I just went through? I, I mean, Do you not see the paper I just signed? Like, you want me to give, really? Exactly. Right. And so, but, you know, that I had to, I had to be willing to yeah. to take that route mm-hmm. and put myself out there and, you know, going to a therapist myself and yeah. recognizing that there's things I need to work through. Yeah. And there, there's, you know, I want to reconcile my relationship with my, my mom and I want to reconcile my relationship with people that I've hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and if I've ever hurt you, I'm, I'm sorry. Like yeah. I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah. I don't, I, that, I don't look to hurt people. Mm-hmm. I just want to connect with people. And what I had to accept about myself is that I am a loving, kind guy. Yeah. And this is what I believe about a lot of guys. I don't care what they bring in, what sort of exterior that they have and they bring in and, you know, they show me, mm-hmm. I believe that they have a heart of compassion and, and that they love people and they want to be connected to people. And some it's a little bit deeper than others to find it, but yeah, deep down there, people want to connect in some way, but they just, they don't know how. Yeah. And th- it that goes back to, okay, what what was your model? Like who modeled what for mm-hmm. you? And, you know, are you reactive? Are you responding? You know, are you, you know, you know kind of trying to figure out what gets them, like how do they feel loved? And I always venture into the five love languages and, you know, what that looks like. And, you know, because it gives me an idea of, you know, what they need to, and how to, how to be loved. Yeah. You know, and I when I'm working with couples – One's going to be different than the other, exactly. but they only speak their love language. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take effort to speak the other person's love language. Yeah. And so stepping out into that and that's vulnerability yeah. because we, we can mess that up. Yeah. And then what if it looks stupid? And then yeah. like, what if we do it wrong? And then, you know, but it's understanding that, Hey, at least we're trying. And hopefully the couple can get to a point where they, they show and acknowledge, Hey, they're trying, yeah. they're, they're trying to show love. They're trying to, connect with me they're trying to you know embrace all the good and bad about me mm-hmm. they, they accept me as a whole piece mm-hmm. you know and being in relationships as long as we have you know romantic relationships we recognize that hey there's there's places in my sig- significant other's life that needs reassurance and yeah. needs to be uplifted and encouraged and, and they also recognize that about us mm-hmm. so I mean, ha, have you ever had, I, I mean, I can think of several for, for me, <laughs> close guy relationships yeah. that that you've been able to go there 
you know, and mm. be able to go deeper and and really connect on an emotional level and yes. share in vulnerability. Yes. And what's that like? It's honestly like it's with my very closest yeah. male best friends. Yeah. You know, I, I could list a few of them in my head now. It is one of the most relieving, relaxing experiences to where, you know, we're able to sit in whatever the setting is, if it's just us and and just just talk and we can talk, you know, we can talk dumb stuff, TV shows, all whatever dumb memories that we have, but to really, you feel the conversation shift into a little bit deeper, whether it's, you know, one of us is going through something and, you know, especially with like my top two, three closest friends, we kind of know each other really well. We've grown mm-hmm. up for years and everything like that. And to, if we notice the conversation shifting, you know, we're going to be mature about it. Now we are, before we might've been like a little bit, like not pick up on it, right, right. but now it's like, you know, someone's sharing something, someone's being vulnerable. And as much as we make fun of each other and roast each other every single day and like yeah. the meanest way sometimes. Oh, if, if it's, don't be mean, only in love. If, if, if it's really something serious and one of us is truly sharing, we catch on pretty quick. And it's 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 just one of the best feelings to share and get it off your chest and, and pick and, you know, have them listen in on what you have to say and, even get some feedback if you're if you're open to it. I myself, like when I have shared with my closest friends, like I want their feedback. Sometimes they think it's stupid because I'm a therapist. I'm like, dude, I'm human too. Like yeah. I'm, I'm really sharing this right now, and and I struggle with that. You know, just as a person, I feel like I feel like I put the pressure on myself. Like I'm a therapist. I should be able to process this. Oh, sometimes, no. <laughs> sometimes just to just to you're a human being, first, right? Buddy. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. just to like even you said like for women and men too as well, just to get that weight off and share it all in in the community of you know your closest your closest one best friend or your two or three it's for men it's such a good feeling it's i can't even like really put it into words because after that it's like cool this is safe to do like when i need it it's okay for me to like just bring this to the table and we all talk and we're there for each other yeah one one of the things that comes up for me when you're saying that is um I don't know if you ever read the book, Love and Respect. I've heard and, that. And so, there, you know, in relationships, women, you know, seek love and men seek respect mm-hmm. to, to, you know, um, engage in that level of connection yeah. that brings us, you know, relational satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds like you said when you turn that, like when somebody makes that comment or turns that corner and it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. and you take that step back, it's almost like the respect light for men comes on. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I need to, I want to validate him. Mm -hmm. I want to show him respect. I want to validate him. I want to meet him where he's at, you Mm -hmm. know, and that, that's a level of respect that, uh, you know, we don't always get Mm -hmm. right as human beings whether male or female, but when you turn that corner with your buddies or you, you call them up and you're like, Hey, you know, you got some, you got some time Mm -hmm. and you know, this, this conversation is going to go, you can, feel it, you can feel it in a text sometimes. Right. It's just like, it's like oh, uh, you put more dots than usual. Something's up. <laughs> exactly. So it, their consistency changes, right? Yeah. And so when their consistency changes, they're like, okay, that ca- because I'm observing, sure. that causes me to, you know, ask a question. Yeah. And, you know, really kind of engage with where they're at. And, you know, not everything we do is going to be critical yeah. or, you know, you re- require that much engagement. Or not be as easy to observe it. Like, yeah. I had no way like you have might have no idea like you can't sometimes your friend or yourself it's like oh wow i didn't even pick up on that so it's important to really like 
at some point just say like, I need to talk, bro. Mm-hmm. Like if, you're, if we're talking men and everything like that, you know, we can't read minds. Sometimes, you know, you might think you're showing it and you're hoping that your friend could pick up and, and invite that conversation, but sometimes they have no idea. Yeah. So to actually, if you feel like it's that important and you feel like you can be vulnerable with your good friend in, in this situation, for example, mm-hmm. it's very important to not search for, not really hope that they get the hint. Cause sometimes they genuinely don't, yeah. you need to let them know like, Hey, can we talk? Cause yeah. I'm really in a bad place right now. Yeah. That's pretty much, that's clear yeah. right there. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's great to have those, you know, one, two, three people in your life that mm-hmm. you say, Hey, I, like I need, I just need to be heard out. Mm-hmm. I need, I need, I got something on my chest. I need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe kind of, you know, filter through it and we'll go from there. Yeah. But, you know, having those, those few people in your life that will allow you to be you, mm-hmm. not judge you yep. and, you know, be heard yeah. because it, you know, we, we suppress that it's going to come out eventually. Yeah. You know, I'm a guy who had anger issues because mm-hmm. I would suppress things and mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about them or I didn't feel like I, I had the voice to talk about them. Mm-hmm. And so, or I wasn't, wasn't good enough to talk about it. And so I just suppress them. And then eventually I blow up, mm-hmm. you know, every three or four months I blow up. Yeah. And so now it's recognizing, Hey, I got, I got these things I'm not comfortable with yeah. and, or I just want to talk about, or, you know, I just got to get out, mm-hmm. you know, get out of my body some way, somehow mm-hmm. and be able to connect. And, you know, I think in working with uh, men, I, I love that part when they get to the, when they when they know that I'm there to help them and yeah. I'm there to judge them and I'm not there to criticize them. I'm just, I want to help them, yeah. you know, maybe challenge some processes with them, but more than anything, it's recognizing what gifts and strengths do they bring to the table yeah. that they can rely on that allows them to be relational. Yep. Cause when it's all said and done, like it's all about relationships, just like, you know, hope international's motto, it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all about relationships and yeah. how we connect. Because I don't care how much money you and I make, we can't take it take it with us when yep. life's done. It, but we can impact the community, the culture, the family that we are in relationship with. Yep. And the beauty of that is, I can say it again, is going back to knowing who we are and what that looks like mm-hmm. and, and what we bring to the table. Yep. And everybody has value. I think more than anything, and in this podcast, so I want you to know that you have value. No matter what you've experienced, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what circumstances you have faced or going to face or, you know, may face, you have value and you matter. And that's that's important Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people walking around this world that think they don't matter. Yeah. That think they don't have value. Which is sad. Yeah. It it is sad. But I've been one of those people. Mm -hmm. So I know, like, I I remember I'm never going to forget that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay. What can I do to help other people realize they have value, that they can be vulnerable because their voice matters? And it, I think that's the man. It, if people knew how important and valuable they really, really, really were to other people, they would recognize yeah. that. Okay, you know what? I'm going to speak up here. I'm not going to. I'm not going to hide over here. I'm going to make myself known, or like I'm going to give my ideas out there and see where where it takes me. I'm not going to retreat from the situation because it's every time I'm in it you know, it goes this way. It, it's different. It's a new opportunity. Like yes. just give yourself yeah. that shot. Yes. And it's, it'll bite you in the butt. Sometimes it doesn't yes. turn out well. It's unfortunate. <laughs> right. You right. Know, whether you get rejected in the job interview, in the relationship, or, you know, you're trying to do something different at work. Like it, 
it, you will fail. I'm not saying like we're, we're preaching on if you do it, you'll be successful. No, oh, that's, no. that's not what mm-hmm. we're saying. But but really trying to get back up from it, you know, and just and give it a shot again. And maybe, of course, like if it's like with someone you're interested in, don't stalk them. Like don't like don't follow them or anything like that. But but, yeah, you know, that's not relational. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but like, you know, because you had one bad experience. Yeah. Don't connect that. So now every future experience that mm-hmm. you go that you go through is going to be that same result. And just give yourself that little bit of hope and just mm-hmm. try to keep moving forward as as best as you can with it's, that. It's reframing rejection, mm-hmm. reframing, you know, negative circumstances and and making it work for you. Spin a positive life on it and mm-hmm. re, and incorporate it into your process. So yeah. reprocess how you think about yourself and rejection or the situation. So that way you can repurpose it and be relational mm-hmm. and connect with people. Which isn't easy to do. <laughs> it, it is not. It's, nope. <laughs> it's an art. It really is an art. And even then, we're going to mess it up. And I think that's where the grace comes in is recognizing, hey, we're, go- we're going to mess it up. It's going to look messy at times. We're not going to get it right. But here's the great part is being humble enough to to say, OK, I'm sorry I didn't understand you or, you know, I really me- I messed that one up. Yeah. I did not. I did not pick up on the cue. I did not observe what, you know, what I normally observe. I was in my own head. I had this other stuff. You know, there's no excuses. It's just like I, I, I didn't get it right. Yeah. And recognizing that part in, in, in relationships and. It's not easy. I still go back to two individuals coming together. Yeah. Two individuals coming together. To, you know, <laughs> talk about, man, my wife says like the forks, the forks got to go down in the dishwasher. I'm like, who? they're in the dishwasher. Who cares? Like whether they're up or down. She's like, well, when I put them away, I don't want to get stabbed by the fork. And I'm like, she, okay. got, she has a point there, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, just go go around the fork. Don't go on top of it. Right. So I got an answer for everything, man. And so it's like, that there's different ways how you put on the toilet paper roll oh we'll fight for that i'll fight for that one. right yeah. and so it's like no. don't give me no under i need to pull up type stuff i'm pulling down how, I'm do, not you, pulling up. how do you vacuum the floor <laughs> i mean there's all kinds of stuff yeah bills how are you gonna pay this bill what time mm-hmm. are you, when are you gonna pay that bill like my goodness there's all kinds of, and we you've done it one way i've done a way and then if you've if you've lived on your own for any amount of time yeah. and you're you're comfortable doing certain things a certain way and then, you know, you incorporate this new individual into your life and there's a little bit of change going on. And it's like, you know, how, OK, how do I adjust to this? How do I adjust to that? Yep. What does that look like? What's this going to look like? You know, well, they don't like this food, but I love that food. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's a dish that my, my mom used to make and my ex-wife made. And I, I really like that dish. Yeah. But Veronica doesn't like it. Well, your ex-wife made it? Yeah. Dish? Yeah. Because oh, she, she learned from my mom. Oh. And, 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 and so she made it. And so it's one dish I really like. And so I made it for, I remember making it for, for my wife, Veronica, and I got excited and she's like, Oh, it's okay. And I'm like, oh, are you, you animal, <laughs> you like, monster. Do you understand how vulnerable I'm being right now by making this dish and say, look, isn't it the greatest dish ever? And she's like, it's okay. She doesn't like curry. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, which is okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just don't eat that dish anymore. It's good. You know, and I'll, if my sisters make it or something, you know, or if, you know, my, my son's mom makes it out, like, Hey, bring some over, bring some leftovers over. Yeah. Don't tell, don't tell her it's from me. I'm just kidding. I can't, but, t- I can't tell you how many times that's happened with movies on my end with yeah. me and my girlfriend. Like when I was show, cause I grew up a movie head. I love movies. She was TV shows like yeah. for the most part. Okay. And I'd show a movie 
and this movie's close and dear the to my heart. Ones, I'm yeah. trying to be like, do you see the <laughs> amazingness that comes from this and what they did? Yes. It's like it's always like a '90s movie that I feel yes. like that gets rejected from in my relationship. Yeah. And then like we watch it, and it's done. And I'm expecting like, oh my God, you were right. Yes. And this, you, everything you said was accurate. And I'm like, so what'd you think? And she's like, that's cool. But I mean, it's kind of confusing. And, and I'm like, what, what do you mean? You get the message? And like, oh, I, I don't. I, I guess, and I, I would get hurt. Like yeah, low key, man. I'm a little bit yeah. hurt. There's a letdown, but for um, sure. but now it's like you know. Like her TV show she shows me or her movies, I'm not gonna like every one of hers. Yeah. Every one of hers. Yeah. I shouldn't expect her to like yeah. and and have a deep passion for everything that I love. It's okay. Yeah. But you know what? She's gonna watch it because she's open. She's love, she loves me. She right. wants to know. That's right. a piece of me. If I want to show her something so much, it's like, okay, this means a lot. I'm gonna watch it. The same thing I would do for her. Like mm-hmm. if this is something she loves so much. I I want to know, like, why do you love it so much? And it's just that little give and take type thing, Mm -hmm. which can be a fun thing once you're healthy about it. Yes. You could say like, yeah, I didn't really like it. I'm like, all right, cool. It's fine. It's all good. I mean, it goes like to even Netflix shows, Veronica and I, you know, or even, you know, shows on TV. Like I like any food cooking show. I'll watch it. Like it's cool. It's fun to me. Yeah. But she likes watching like house hunters and Mm -hmm. fixer upper and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Like I'm (laughs) I'm good. Like fixer upper, maybe because I like how they, you know, redo homes and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. But like looking for houses, like it's not. I mean, it doesn't get me excited, yeah. right? Not the same way it does for her. She yeah. loves it, and yeah. she's like little house here and little house there, or like all over the world. I'm like, that how's that? Like it doesn't. It just doesn't get me going. And I'm assuming though, you you do watch it with her. Yeah, though? compromise. Why do you watch it with her? Because I want her to know that I love her and I care about her. Ooh. That's the compromise, right? And so it's it's just accepting. Hey, she likes it, and I can see. And I've learned to do that. That's mm-hmm. not something that had come natural. And so mm-hmm. now when I see her get excited for something, I'll I'll want to do that because it gets her excited. You want to be a part of that, exactly. Not that I that I fully am into it but what i am fully into is seeing her excited about it yeah. and so she's excited about it i'm like okay let's do it yeah. right I'm, I'm in it where before in my stubborn nature i would probably like nah, i don't want to do it yeah. or i just stay home it's like wait i don't i miss out on the opportunity to connect exactly right and so if in, if it's all about relationships then i'm gonna look for opportunities to connect mm-hmm. whether you know i'm fully into whatever we're doing or not the point is i'm there and available yeah and so if that's my focal point, then the other stuff really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so it's getting back to that of, okay, what message am I trying to send to my significant other? What message am I trying to send to the world? Like I'm here, I'm available and I'm willing, mm-hmm. I'm willing to compromise. I'll set boundaries where I need to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. I'll be open when I feel like I can be open and, and engage in the process or community that I'm part of. But the, the most important thing is I'm going to give my whole self into it, yeah. like into life. Yeah. And I'm going to live today like as if it was my last yep. because I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. And so what is, you know, what does that look like? Well, I'm going to engage well. I'm going to try to share. I'm going to try to share in love and I'm going to promote a healthier relational you know, world that comes together rather than is divided. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if the world's ever been more divided than it is now, sure. especially the Western civilization. It's like, oh my goodness, yeah. it's it's intense. Mm-hmm. So how do we promote love? How do we pr- promote being connected and relational 
And, you know, we do that in vulnerability, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, is like we promote, you know, emotional health and rela- relational strength. We mm-hmm. That's what we promote in everything we do. We live it. We breathe it. But it's easier to do that when we understand how we tick, when yeah. we understand who we are, what we bring to the table. Vulnerability is sexy, too. It's it's hard to do. It's, oh, hard. it's extremely it's, it's, hard to do. Know. I remember the first time I read this book, I was like, oh. Yeah. And I, I think I understand it pretty well. Mm-hmm. But there were some parts I'm like, oh, yuck. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. I don't want to do this. Like, really? I got to yeah. do that? It's not an easy thing to get into. No. And get into a rhythm, a good rhythm of it. Yeah, and it's even difficult. even talking about you know I'm a positive guy, and, it, and but even then I'm still like ah, this or that you know, but I'm still trying to promote positivity. Yeah. So I'm always looking for ways to reframe it, and you know when I reframe, I need to, I need to have a good idea of what I want to you know how I want to engage the world. Yeah. And you know reframing it so that way I can connect with people and I can reprocess it in my mind and and you know engage with them. You know, long term, short term, what whatever it looks like. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't have to agree with everybody no. to to love everybody. No. You know, unfortunately, some people are like, oh, you believe this, this, and this. Well, you're dismissed. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, well, that's okay. No. Like that's your choice. But you know, I, I think we're losing that art of having differences. Yeah. And you know, I think it might be impacting relationships. You know, intimate relationships. You know, such as marriages and and um children and yeah. that sort of thing. And it's like, no, no, we could disagree and still love each other. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if it's about relationships, we, you know, we can disagree, but still, you know, connect because we enjoy this. Let's find something we do bond on and connect on, you know, we can enjoy. Maybe yeah. there is a movie or a TV show. Maybe there is, you know, some sort of event we can go to that yeah. we, we can enjoy. Or even that healthy compromise. I can't tell you how many yeah. times in my relationship where, you know, we watch a show that she really wants to watch and, and maybe I enjoy it. Maybe I don't, but you know, we're going to watch this. And then maybe later in the day, we watch some of my stuff. Yeah. Like it's just, it, and I feel like a lot of pressure is really put on that. Like really what there shouldn't be. If we're just talking like TV shows or doing activities, pressure, pressure, how? like just like you, he just always says no to everything I want to watch. Like he's awful. He's horrible. So the you know, absolute thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like it goes like zero to 60 sometimes yeah. real quick in those situations. And mm-hmm. he just shuts down or she, or she just shuts down when she's doing this or watching this. But like being able to like have that kind of balance of, you know, if you guys enjoy watching TV shows, for example, or certain movies, you know, Oh, what did we watch last time? Oh, we watched your movie, huh? Well, let's watch one of your movies. You pick it this time. Like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. And you know, if you liked it, you liked it. If you didn't, you didn't. It's okay. Yeah. It's a movie. But you know what? You bonded. Mm. You connected. You compromised. And, you know, that's that's like subtle couples. You know, it's foreplay. It's, it's really mm. nice to just, like, connect on that level. And it, it's really – it helps along the way. You just get better and better at it. Yeah. And it, that level of intimacy increases when we're able to compromise and, and recognize, hey, like – and, it, you know, understanding and recognizing it and acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times – We'll accept it, but we don't acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And it's important to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I appreciate you watching that because I know that's not your favorite thing. Exactly. You know, I know for, for me, I could watch football all day. Yeah. You know, if my wife watches one game with me, great. Like, mm-hmm. I'll tell her, I'm like, we're going to watch the Ram game. Like, this, let's watch this yeah. one. We're pulling for the Rams. We're not pulling for anybody else. She's, yeah. she's a quote unquote, she says she's a 49er fan. Ugh. And yeah, well, Jerry Rice and, you know, those guys in the past. 
So, I mean, she's mostly, lucky she's a sweet lady. Mostly, that's, that's a disgusting fact. She, she but okay. Jerry Rice. But <laughs> I'm like, you're not really a Niner fan. You're a Jerry Rice fan. You can do that. Like, you can be yeah. a fan of one player, but don't be a fan of the team, especially in the same division as the Rams. Whatever. I'm actually the Niners. We're not going there. <laughs> that's a different episode. I know, right? That's, oh, yeah. That's a whole. So, it, it, but it's recognizing, hey, like, I understand. Thank you for watching that game with me. Yep. You know, let's go do something you want to do. Yes. You know, and it's, it gets back to that compromise and not taking, 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 or, you know, becoming defensive about this or that. It's really just understanding we're trying to be relationally connected and strong and grow in everything we do and, and saying, okay, I'm willing to set aside my pride or, you know, my d- like or dislike for this or that and say, yeah, I, I want you to know mm-hmm. that I care about you. I want you to know that you're significant to me. And that could be romantic relationship. It could be friendship. Mm-hmm. It can be coworker. Absolutely. You know, to validate somebody, you're sending a strong message that they mean something. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about it earlier. Like everybody has value. Yep. Just because they're different and they think different and they talk different and they say things differently doesn't mean they have less value. Yeah. They're just different. Yeah. Right, a nickel's a nickel, right? A nickel's a nickel, whether it's been tarnished or it's brand new. It it has it holds the same value, Mm -hmm. and that's that's us as people. We may have been tarnished, and some of us may not have been hurt as much as others. But we're not looking to compare, you know, appearance or stories. Exactly, we have the same value. Yeah, and if we treated every life like that, who knows what the world would look like? Slowly but surely. We just, this is why I said start with our family and grow out and see what that looks like. And, you know, I think more than anything is understanding where we stand with ourselves in relation to the world Mm -hmm. and what that looks like. And, you know, if you are um, looking for somebody to talk to professionally, my boy, (laughs) tell them where they can find you. You like social media or like my information? I, I want. I need a therapist, and I want to come to Daniel Verdugo. You can reach out and get me by my phone number five six two seven five six four three six seven. And I feel like I should know my email, my Renovari email, and it is actually uh, Daniel at RenovariCounseling dot com. And social media, especially, yeah. I'm, I'm big on you know psychoeducating with some of my posts, um, uplifting and Mm -hmm. my own stuff that I'm doing. And I try to link that up. So where, you know, if you're, whether it's for a consult, you want to reach out to me and just, I can point you in a good direction of, you know, certain, a certain therapist with um, some stuff you're dealing with, or otherwise, if you want to reach out and connect as far as, you know, have me be your therapist, social media is why I do. I connect my information, everything like that. So you can reach me, Instagram, D-A underscore Verdugo. That's Verdugo, V-E-R-D-U-G-O. Same for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Daniel Verdugo. So I'm everywhere. Snapchat, but I I share stuff on that too. But This, I, this will not be the last time Daniel Verdugo is on this podcast. He, he brings a lot of wisdom, a lot of insight. He has a lot of life experience. And I know working with him professionally, he can definitely help you um, if, if you are struggling with the aspects of life, especially right now with, you know, all the things that are going on and, and you're just looking to talk to somebody to validate you. Mm-hmm. Daniel, Daniel's highly recommended on my behalf and Aww. he's, he's definitely coming back. We're going to talk about real life stuff. And yeah. if you have things that you want us to talk about and have a discussion about, and you know, let me know. 
you know, you can email me. I'll, I'll give give you my information again. I'll link it up and uh, we'll go from there. But Daniel, thank you for, for being on the podcast thank and you, being brother. a friend of the Love Big Love Wide podcast. We I'm appreciate you, honored. brother. Thank you. I can't wait to be back.